Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Med School Minutes podcast, where we discuss what it takes to attend and successfully complete a medical program. This show is brought to you by St. James School of Medicine. Here is your host, Isun Paturovich. everyone and welcome back to our USMLE Step 1 prep series. Today I'm joined by the amazing Dr. Aksa Chaudhry, one of our USMLE counselors, um, and today she will be breaking down a case study question that we posed on social media just last week, and it's about a smoking secession treatment. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to another lovely webinar with um, your wonderful counselors. Uh, thank you for the introduction <laughs> there. I feel so amazing. Uh, so my name is Dr. Chaudhry. I um, am a counselor with St. James, along with my wonderful co-counselors, um, Dr. Russell Heckburn and Dr. Dawn Kinchelow, which you guys have had um, the opportunity to meet with on other webinars that we've presented. If you guys ever have any questions or just want some clarification on any of our webinars um, or you have questions about medicine, about St. James, you can always reach out to us at USMLE at mail.sgsm.org. Um, we, we all have access to that email, and um, if there's any particular counselor that you want to reach out to, just um, drop the name in the email and they will definitely reach out to you. But a little bit about smoking cessation treatment today. Um, smoking is one of the biggest risk factors for a lot of chronic illnesses, yeah. heart disease, um, lung disease, uh, renal disease. So you always want to try to get um, your patients that are smoking to try to quit. And there are a lot of modalities that can be utilized to help them. So we're going to talk about those a little bit today. So the question that we posed to you guys is a 22-year-old female comes to the clinic for smoking cessation. She smoked about a pack of cigarettes per day for the past seven years, and but now she's tried to stop smoking using the nicotine gum and a patch, but she's been unsuccessful, and she really has no other complaints. Um, she is a social drinker, and she denies any illicit drug use. Her past medical history is significant for bulimia nervosa and anxiety, which was diagnosed during her adolescence. So which of the following medications is contraindicated in this patient? Is it A, bupropion, B, varenicline, C, nicotine lozenge, D, cognitive behavioral therapy, or E, buprenorphine? Any ideas? I think it's A, bupropion. So before we get into the answer, let's uh, talk about um, what I would look for when I'm reading this vignette. So contraindicated. We're looking at different modalities of smoking cessation, but there's something here that either in her history, whether it's her medical history or her social history, is going to indicate to us that there is a specific modality that she should not be receiving. So she's already tried the nicotine gum and the patch. So we wouldn't want to try that again. We would want to try something different. But she also has bulimia nervosa and anxiety. So that is kind of pointing us towards a specific um, modality that we cannot utilize in her case. So looking at the other options, um, bupropion, it's a norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitor, and it's an antagonist of several nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. Renicline is a partial agonist, and it blocks the alpha-4, beta-2 nicotinic acetylcholine receptor subtypes. Nicotine lozenges well, um, deliver nicotine into the body, and that helps to reduce the cravings and the withdrawal symptoms. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy is another modality that's utilized, and it's a form of psycho psychological treatment that's been demonstrated to be effective for a range of problems. Um, but 
it also involves the efforts to change thinking patterns. And buprenorphine is a partial agonist of mu receptors and causes partial ag- um, activation of opiate receptors. It's also a potent analgesic. So with that in mind, the answer in this case is bupropion. Why is it bupropion, you may be asking? Um, so bupropion has dopaminergic and noradrenergic activity, which um, and it's indicated in both depression and smoking cessation. And a few adverse effects of bupropion include insomnia, dry mouth, and there's a decrease in seizure threshold, especially in patients that either have a history of seizure disorder or there's a certain predisposition, as is the case with this patient, and since she has a history of bulimia, which is associated with an electrolyte imbalance. So a little bit about bulimia nervosa. It's characterized by recurrent episodes of binge eating, followed by some sort of inappropriate compensatory behavior, such as purging, which might include self-induced vomiting, um, laxative or diuretic abuse. Um, They may go through prolonged periods of fasting, or they may compensate by excessively exercising. And these kinds of episodes will occur at least once a week for about three months in order for you to be able to diagnose bulimia nervosa. So some of the things that the patient might present with, they'll usually have a normal BMI compared to anorexics that have a lower BMI. Um, They have dental erosions because they are purging, and the acid from the vomit um, destroys the dental enamel. They also have swollen parotid glands. Um, They also have electrolyte um, disturbances, the biggest one of concern being hypokalemia. So vomiting will induce a hypokalemic, hypochloremic metabolic alkalosis. They may also have scars on their knuckles because they will um, put their fingers into their mouth to induce vomiting. And um, a potential major complication of this could be stomach rupture from the excessive vomiting. So some treatment options for bulimia nervosa include cognitive behavioral therapy, interpersonal psychotherapy, and uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. Um, And then talking a little bit about some of the smoking cessation modalities, nicotine replacement therapy is pretty popular. You can easily get it at a drugstore. Um, So most patients will have tried a patch or a lozenge or even the gum because they're readily available. Um, Nasal spray is a little bit of a newer modality that some people utilize, and that just helps to reduce some of the nicotine uh, withdrawal symptoms. Um, Renaclean reduces nicotine withdrawal symptoms and also blocks the nicotine in inhaled cigarette smoke from binding to the nicotine receptor, so they no longer have that rewarding behavior from smoking cigarettes. Uh, Bupropion also reduces nicotine withdrawal symptoms by blocking the reuptake of dopamine, which is released by neurons, um, which are stimulated by nicotine binding to nicotinic receptors. That rewarding behavior comes from dopamine, so if you block that, some of that rewarding behavior goes away. Um, so the other options, renaclean, we talked about a little bit. It's selective partial agonist activity at the alpha-4-beta-2 nicotinic receptor. It is indicated in control and nicotine dependence, but there's nothing in this patient's history that would prevent us from being able to utilize it. Um, nicotine lozenges also provide patients with nicotine stimulation and therefore decrease the symptoms of withdrawal, and they also aid in smoking cessation. Uh, she's tried the gum and the patch before, so this might be something that she may want to try, but she may need a little bit more help than just another nicotine rep- placement. Um, Cognitive behavioral therapy is beneficial in smoking cessation when it's used in conjunction with other treatment options, such as the varenicline or the bupropion. Um, And then this involves discussing and identifying triggers to smoking and anticipating as well as controlling the urge to smoke. And uh, buprenorphine doesn't have any... 
sort of modality in smoking cessation. Um, it works on the opioid um, agonistic activity, so it's indicated for opioid dependence. So if someone was dependent upon like methadone or heroin, um, it would be indicated for that, but it is not indicated in smoking cessation. So if you guys have access to the um, JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, there's a great article on um, the treatment of tobacco smoking. There's a great review in there, and this is from the February 8th uh, publication. So I highly recommend checking that out. And that brings us to the end. All right. Thank you so much. Guys, remember, this video is brought to you guys by St. James School of Medicine. If you guys have any questions about the USMLE step exam or specific case questions you see on our social media, please, please, please use that email, USMLE. USMLE at mail.sjsm.org. Yes, they are our biggest resource. They will help you with any questions you guys may have or point you in the right direction. Um, thank you for the great resource also. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. We hope you enjoyed another episode of Med School Minutes. If you like our content, please follow us and receive notification when a new show is posted. This podcast is brought to you by St. James School of Medicine. For a video version of this podcast, please check us out on sjsm.org slash video.